This is Geeks Unleashed. 100th episode. Hello, this is Jelena from Pop Culture Philosophers wishing you guys at Geeks Unleashed a happy 100th episode. Um, I hope you continue to do many more. 200, 300, you know, the usual. And uh, have a great rest of your time with Geeks Unleashed. Mark and Jasmine, it's Cookie from Just Little Podcast. As y'all know, it's not easy to go on podcasts, especially for 100 episodes. I mean, it took me four tries just to make this one little small clip of just saying congratulations. But I do want to say an absolute congratulations to you both on 100 episodes. An absolute milestone, huge milestone that not many podcasters say they can do that and live to tell the tale. And you guys, you guys did it. And that's awesome. And I am so privileged and honored to not only call you podcasting friends, but also friends outside of the podcasting world. And it's been it's been an awesome journey. And I cannot wait for the next 100 episodes. I, I remember when we, we popped on a podcast together and we just recorded and just talked good old time. I remember when we talked Harry Potter stuff. And that was an absolute blast. And I honestly can't wait until I hear the next episode of what you guys bring to the table because each time you guys kind of get in front of the mic, it's just so wonderful, joyous occasion to listen to you guys. So I am so privileged and honored to call you guys friends and congratulations on 100 episodes. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Jasmine, Mark, 100 episodes, congratulations. Many would say that that's the equivalent to 100 years on YouTube. But in all honesty, you guys are great people. You put out great content. And 100 episodes is an amazing feat. Here's to 100 more. Love you guys. Hey, it's your boy Fable from One Collection Down on Instagram. I just want to wish Jasmine and Mark a happy 100th episode. It's not easy getting to 100. So congratulations, guys. I love y'all. And everybody, go check out Geeks Unleashed. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 100. 100. Wow, 100 episodes. We made it. <laughs> uh, I'm Mark. And I'm Jasmine. All right, and before we get started, if you are watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. We would also really appreciate it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel so that you know when we upload new episodes. And if you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, we thank you for that as well. We would also appreciate a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. Um, before we get started, firstly, welcome back. We took a slightly longer break. We were planning on coming back last month, but um, we didn't. Life. Um, life so, uh, we took a summer break, so Jasmine could go traveling um, and other things. I always take a couple of weeks off in the summer myself, and so we took a bit of a break, and um can't believe actually where the time's gone. I felt like I we we're never going to come back. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, we're back and we'll be back at least for the foreseeable weekly. I mean, we'll take another Christmas break. Um, and then obviously, uh, if anything happens, we'll no doubt not be there that week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but we kind of decided while we were off to have a think about the uh, format of Geeks and Nation. Whilst we're not going to deviate from it too much. Yeah. Um, we're, we're making some tweaks and changes after 100 yeah, episodes yeah. we have we have decided uh we want to do something a little different well we're gonna so i remember there was a there was a guy who once hit us up and i can't remember when it was it was quite a while ago maybe it was like around this year episode 50 or something and he said like do you guys not really have a set format do you guys kind of just do a wish-washy type approach and i was like yeah actually we do that is kind of what we do like well we kind of had a bit of a format we'd always do news so the sh basically, I think over the first 99 episodes, our show evolved. So we kind of were, I'd say the first 25 episodes, just find our, I guess, our confidence with uh, <laughs> speaking. and um, Getting used to this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, and also just tweaking the format. So when we first started as well, we were during COVID, you know, we had you know, no real social life to speak of. Um, not because we don't have a social life, just the government said we couldn't. And, um, you know, uh, so uh, the government took all, you know, it became very much like the Hunger Games in the real world. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, so we uh, obviously we have plenty of time on our hands, and then time time has become obviously more uh, you know work. Yeah. Actually wanting to get out and see people, then realizing people suck. Then realizing people suck. No, I'm not joking. Like, so, like, uh, no, so you know, there's obviously just a lot going on all the time. And um, but yeah. while we were while we were going through the first 99 episodes, we tweaked with things that we like to do, and you know, we came up with different ideas. We did um 
pilot season for a while. Um, I think we we did that for about six months, I think. Yeah. Um, which I still quite liked, but and then and also we were reviewing two things every week. Sometimes that was a whole season review plus something else, and mm-hmm. and actually now a lot of work doing, on our end. Probably doing a whole season review now, we would probably do in just for one episode. Like, yeah. um, but we kind of again we we've pared down things a little bit, um, and whilst we love a lot of different things like anime and comics and movies and TV shows what i've tend to find is there's a podcast that just does star wars there's a podcast that just does anime there's a podcast that just you know do movies and i guess while i i think we both talked while we felt that like we love all those things our our audience isn't gonna come back like if they listen to us doing an anime review this week and they're not going to come back next week if we're reviewing a zombie movie or you know something or and the following week we're reviewing a blade graphic novel or mm-hmm. you know or not not blade, blade runner graphic novel because not everybody's into the same things um also we became more conscious of time um our time uh, and your time uh so we started to think actually when we first started these things these were like an hour and a half episodes yeah. and that's quite long so i think this year we started to bring it down to about an hour and now I think we're discussing potentially around the 30 to 40 minute mark for an episode. This episode might be slightly longer because I'm waffling away. Um, so, uh, but it's also, also our 100th episode and we're doing some little catch up. So this yeah, one might yeah. be a bit longer. Yeah, this one might be a bit longer because we're going to do some catching up in a minute. And yeah. Also, but going forward, sort of 101 onwards, it'll be a little bit more pared down. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless something major happens, the first thing we're going to do is kind of cut the news out now. Um there's a lot of places to do the news you know they're they're a lot more up to date than we are like cbr bleeding cool um you know even was it robbie on pop culture philosophers he does a weekly news catch up mm-hmm. there's a lot of places to do it maybe maybe one day we'll do something separate like that if we fancy doing a little 10 minute news thing but at the moment we're going to take that news out now that being said if something major happens like will smith slaps somebody again we probably will talk about it so, like, <clears throat> we could we couldn't not talk about something big like that um so oh, man. I-, I think we'd have to probably open up with did you see what will smith did uh, <laughs> uh, 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 i'm sure he wishes nobody had seen that too so well um so we're gonna have our normal intro we say hello tell people what we do ask you to like and subscribe Tell your friends. Um, one thing we never do actually is ask you to donate. Donations are always welcome. We should probably make more of a habit of actually asking for money. Yeah, um, we so, would love it if you guys would buy us a comic. We love it. Um, I mean, look, we've you know, if people were to donate regularly, maybe me and Jasmine can meet up in New York again and uh, yeah, go to go to Comic Con or something like that, or go to San Diego Comic Con. <clears throat> Unfortunately, we both had to pay out our own pockets, but. Um, Obviously, donations are always welcome. Whatever people can give, that would always be welcome too. So we're going to cut the news out. We're gonna, we are going to keep our little catch-up format that we like mm-hmm. doing because it gives us an opportunity for me and Jasmine to share a little bit about our own personality. Because yeah. um, uh, believe it or not, Jasmine does like some terrible things, which would be good to share with people. I uh, mean, this is true. I acknowledge that I like <laughs> bad things. What can I say? <laughs> but at it, least it, I acknowledge that they are no, bad and that no, I still equally, like them. <laughs> equally, equally, though, like I even put my hands up and say there are shows that I've committed to, <laughs> which which I know get more and more terrible. Like Falling Skies, it got worse with every season. But I was like, no, I'm in. I'm in now. I can't. Can't stop. So, no, and I am definitely but, like I will peace out. I'm like, oh, this uh, episode, no, you pissed me off too bad. Like, I'm a, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. I, I think it's with me. I think I have OCD, so I'm like, I have this completionist thing. Like, I have to start. <laughs> Sorry, if I start, I have to finish. So, nah, nah. um, anyway, so yeah, we're gonna cut the news out. But what we thought we might do. Um, so we're going to keep sorry we're going to keep with one review and those reviews from for for now like we maybe by episode 200 we'll be like now let's change things up for 200 onwards but we've decided we are going to work our way through and we don't know how many episodes but i do think it's probably going to be at least the next 100 (laughs) um every possible comic book movie that we can find now um like i say we're not going to necessarily do everything in order it might yeah, be no. that we're, we're not we're not doing that not in order we not, we might take chunks uh at a time but we are not we are definitely not going to sit here and start at number one and go through all 26 movies of the mcu in, yeah yeah or, or, or what i mean is also by order like we're not going to start from the 1940s first ever 
can't remember. I, I don't know if it goes back that far, but we're not going to go back and do it like chronological release dates yeah, no. um, or anything like that. We might spice things up sometimes with, um, for instance, this week's episode is going to be tied in with our, our October. Um, and then obviously Black Panther 2 is coming out soon, so we'll, we'll review that too. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll kind of try and keep things in a timely thing. And But I, I do know we both agreed when we do start the X-Men, we will work our way through the X-Men. So it might be like yeah. two months of X-Men. <laughs> uh, so, but, um, yeah, that being said, with us replacing the news, we will put in some trivia and stuff like that, yeah. uh, which we both <laughs> quite like doing. And uh, we're just going to try and keep it fun, keep it short yeah. uh, for your time and ours. And we, we thought it would set ourselves a nice challenge of working our way through uh, comic book movies. Sorry, not, yeah, comic book movies. Yeah. Uh, we may may bring guests on occasionally as well because we like having guests and... Yeah. Um, um, and equally, we we have guested um, on other people's channels as well. So, yeah, that's kind of really what, what we're going to do. Uh, we might do the odd Instagram live as well. Uh, if there's something we fancy chatting about, we might just come hang out with you guys live on Instagram. Yeah, so, a lot of the comic talk that we used to do is moving more toward Instagram. Like uh, Mark has a new account where he posts all of his like comic stuff. So. We're still around and we still talk about other things. We're just trying to keep the podcast down to kind of one focus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark, Mark Talks Comics. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, yeah, go follow him. Uh, Mark Talks Comics. <laughs> yeah, no, I forgot about that, to be honest. I just thought I didn't want to like, if we were going to move this more towards movie podcasts, I didn't want to keep sharing my comics on Geeks Unleashed. I thought I would hive that out. So anyway, so whilst we've been off for two months, Firstly, Jasmine, where did you go? I took three weeks off and I went to Bali and it was amazing. And I had so much fun. I ate so much delicious food. I got sunburned. I went snorkeling. I went hiking up mountains. I got scammed. I went to festival. <laughs> I, I, every like travel experience you could have, I had. Um, I had the best time. I really, really did. What happened with your scam? So, like, you have to pay attention, like, when you do money exchange. Yeah. Um, and I went to a less than reputable money exchange place, so uh, I only got scammed out of forty U.S. dollars. But like, forty U.S. dollars would have converted to almost six hundred thousand in like Balinese currency. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, forty bucks, not that big of a deal, but still, it was kind of it was an inconvenience to say the least oh yeah yeah definitely i can imagine like that's the thing when you're in another country there's a lot to take on board you don't know where you are yeah and obviously these people get better and this is what i always say actually like you know you've got a job i've got a job we're good in what we do their job is to steal your money so they are good at that too and they're good at that too (laughs) so so obviously these scammers probably the first five or six times or 25 times they did it they probably weren't very good but with practice (laughs) they became very good at stealing people's money and uh Yeah, fraud and scamming and all that. I, I say this quite regularly, actually. They they become very good at, at, you know, putting pressure on people and catching them off guard. So I can imagine. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I I didn't go traveling. Um, last time I went abroad, I saw you with New York. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think over the summer period, I did take two weeks off and I, I did do a little bit of stuff in the UK, but nothing um, on yeah. the same level. No yourself. passport stamps for you. No, no passport stamps for me. No, I don't. Uh, I haven't left the, I guess the UK itself for uh, quite a while. Uh, like I say, April. Um, anyway, so have you been watching or reading anything? Probably a lot. I have been catching up on some of the like. I have a gi- giant stack of manga next to my computer that I am working my way through. Um, I've been watching like a lot of k-dramas as usual um but not not consistently doing too much of anything i've been really kind of uh doing a lot more like cooking kind of stuff so cooking has been taking up a lot of my focus lately Hmm. um i have watched two of the three spin-offs of power um okay so i watched force the tommy spin-off in chicago like 10 episodes so good so much better do you know what? actually the spin-offs are actually better than the original series i think really um yeah yeah so then i and then, so we watched that we took a bit of a break and then we watched 
um ghost uh power book two so mm-hmm. actually the first season is set before tommy's um series which i hadn't realized until i started watching it uh so i watched two both seasons of that so initially i wasn't too keen on the ghost spin-off because it felt like it was going to be like a teenage bopper thing because <laughs> obviously it follows Tariq when he goes to university and and like he's studying because one of the conditions of um his father's death to inherit all of his money was that he has to pass with a degree of whatever it is um yeah whatever the highest points is and uh i never went to university i don't know but he, so he basically, so basically, they have no money. They, they, I think the grandma's given an allowance, but that's basically it. Uh, and so they, ha- he has to go to university and study. But then his mum, at the end of power, was arrested, and um, so to pay for a top lawyer to get her out of prison, pushes Tariq back into the world of crime. So actually, over the two seasons, you start seeing his, his, you know, the son getting more and more involved in crime again. Uh-huh. Uh, and whilst I didn't like Tariq during Power, and even probably the first season of his show, uh, he's actually starting to grow on me now. And it's not so much of the teeny proper drama that it started off at. As, yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I would definitely, I'd recommend this ghost. I thought it was actually quite, quite good. And, um, Interesting. So but I now do want to go and watch the final prequel that they that's at the prequel they've released the uh the prequel of 50 cents character uh set in the 90s yeah i wanted to watch that um i mean you know you know about that i can't remember the name of it now i mean they're like uh, 38 spinoffs from power so i can't keep up with all of them <laughs> only three they did there was going to be four but they cancelled one of them so uh there's going to be a spin-off of the politician guy i can't remember his name now um but they've cancelled that and i'll be okay. honest i'm glad they, i'm glad they've cancelled that 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 would have probably been the worst one so yeah. um i can't i've read the odd comic like but not anywhere not that much really i don't think i've read anywhere near the level of reading i should have been doing um no so i haven't really got anything to particularly shout about comic wise yeah so um unfortunately that that pesky time thing has uh gotten yeah. away um i did yeah i shared a few of the comics that i've read on my on the mark talks comics so just go over there and you'll see what i've been reading <clears throat> um anyway so we will jump into constantine themed talk yes so before we do they have announced that there's going to be a sequel to constantine. out of nowhere 18 uh, nowhere. years later <laughs> and it's going to be set in the dceu which is weird Yes, but, but why not? Like, I mean, so, sure, sure. The, I, I mean, hope the f- they use it as a platform to introduce more Justice League dark characters. Like, I would really love for us to finally have Zatanna. Hmm. Oh, oh, I mean, I think they now are considering how they will introduce more and more characters. Like, you know, obviously we've got Black Adam coming. That's got Doctor Strange, uh, not Doctor Strange. What's his name? Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate. Sorry, <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a wrong comic, man. Wrong comic. No, do you know what I was about to say? Sorry, back in like the 90s, there was a DC Marvel event and they merged Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange together to make Doctor Strange Fate. Um, in the, it, so they had they produced all these like one-shots. Uh, Marvel and DC had this big event, Marvel versus DC, and they produced a load of comics called um, Amalgam. Uh, so they amalgamated loads of characters. Um, so Batman and Wolverine, for instance, were merged and became Dark Claw. Uh, so they actually merged Doctor Strange <laughs> and Doctor Fate, and um, uh, and yeah, so there was Doctor Strange Fate. So I was about to say Doctor Strange Fate for some random reason. <laughs> so I stopped myself, unfortunately, midway. But yeah, so the Black Adam film obviously has introduced a lot of characters. Yeah. I think heard that... good things about Black Adam so far. It had its New York premiere a couple of a couple of days ago. Yeah, I want to see that. So yeah, I mean, there is a big part of me that thinks this is more of the Rock loving himself, but you know. I mean, okay, yes, <sighs> sure, but I'm super excited to see Hawkman. Um, like I think I'm I'm really excited to see uh, Doctor Fate. I I also love Pierce Brosnan, and then um, Hawkman, and I love Aldous Hodge. So I'm super excited to see those two characters and how they play out. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I think it's going to be a really good movie. So, um. Right, okay, so uh, Constantine 2 could be a sequel. There's no dates, there's no nothing, really. No dates. Keanu Reeves has signed on. Uh, Same director, Francis Lawrence, has signed on. And rumors have it that Peter Stormare may be returning, but no other cast announcements have been made yet. I mean, this is probably a good couple of years away, this film. 
I mean, if as long as Keanu and the same director are coming back, I think it'll be good no matter what they do. Like, I would love for them to bring Tilda Swinton back. I'd love for them to bring Jamin Hunsu back. Um, but really, I if if they're putting it in the DCEU, like, I really want them to start introducing new characters. Well, I think if I, I we know obviously that the the new owners are looking to of Warner Brothers are looking to I mean, streamline after they things. They freaking destroy the company. Like who? There's just so much. I don't. Who knows what they're doing over there? Like they're just tearing everything apart right now. I mean, every two or three years, uh, Marvel, uh, sorry, Marvel, Warner Brothers, DC do go. Oh, we've got a new ten year plan. And yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sure you do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like this ongoing joke. They're, they're, their films make money, right? Like even even well, the first course. Suicide Squad, even the first Suicide Squad made money, but it was awful. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of their film, yeah, you know, even the even the Joss Whedon Justice League, it made money, but it was just terrible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they make they make money because they look good. Like they make the, whoever does the advertising and the promotion does a very good job. They should actually pay those people a lot more money who have done the promotion. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, DC has the iconic characters. Like you, like how can you keep messing this up when you have some of the biggest characters in comics ever? Whilst I'm disappointed that Batgirl's been cancelled, what I heard was it was looking towards going <clears throat> into replacing Batman and Superman with Batgirl and Supergirl. Okay, that's fine if you're going to do it for a bit. Like, but. Like you said, iconic characters. People love Batman and Superman. Yeah. Not say I'm not saying to ever get rid of Batgirl and Supergirl because I think actually that would be pretty cool if you had that as a bit of an event. You kind of actually maybe spice things up yeah. a bit. Like I imagine what's going to happen with the new Avengers films. You know, we're going to have um, mm -hmm. obviously our new Captain America. We're going to have War Machine and because obviously uh, the original Captain America and the original Iron Man are gone. Yeah. So that that's fine, but. You know, Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill's story hadn't even scratched the surface. So right. to, to get rid of those characters so so quickly was so stupid. But obviously there's a lot of rumors. Are they coming back? So we'll see. Well, The Rock yeah. has been talking nonstop about a clash between Black Adam and Superman. So I have a feeling Henry Cavill is not done with the DCEU, but that really just kind of hinges on management. I, the DCEU is just so poorly managed that they're going to be the ones to shoot themselves in the foot at losing all of these great actors for, for some of these iconic characters. Mm. I mean, if they're not careful, Henry Cavill will just end up at Marvel. Yeah. Then, then it'll just be like, no, nah, I'm done. So, yeah. I mean, they'll just give him like the Captain Britain role at Marvel or something like that. And then that way, if he's done that, he won't be, he'll be like, no, nah, I've got time for that as well. So. Yeah, either that or he's just going to go straight back to Netflix and be like, yo, let's make The Witcher like a 10 season arc. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he get paid more money for, <laughs> uh, for movies. But yeah, uh, anyway, sequel. We don't know any more <clears throat> more than you probably do if you Googled it. But <clears throat> so I pulled up some trivia this time around. I'm gonna test Jasmine. Ah, Look, I found, all right, I, I'm nervous. I found, the, I found this trivia online. I didn't make up any of the questions. Okay, finish this sentence. He who possesses the spear of destiny holds the in his hands. Earth. Fate of the world. Okay. Almost there. So the whole sentence says, he who possesses the sphere of destiny holds the fate of the world in his hands. Okay. Uh, this is shown on the screen right before the movie starts. Um, anyway. Right. Shia LaBeouf plays Constantine's apprentice. What is his name? Chaz. Chaz Kramer. Almost there. Right. <laughs> uh, so he's the taxi driver or cab driver that drives him around. Yeah. And unfortunately doesn't make it the whole he way He don't make movie. it. Spoiler. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> anyway, where does this movie start? Mexico. That's right. Uh, Isabel's message to Angela is left on the window of her room in Raven's car. What is the message? I don't expect you to know this. It's ridiculous. What is the message? It's a Bible verse that, but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but Rachel Weiss says that that Bible verse doesn't exist in the Bible. And then Constantine is like, it does in the Bible in hell. <laughs> oh. So yeah, it says core 1701. Yeah. Corinthians so, 17. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah. Yeah. As you say here, Angela believes that this is ridiculous since there is no 17th act in Corinthians. Uh, Constantine tells her 
uh, Corinthians goes to 21, acts in the Bible in hell. Yeah. Angela is played by, I don't know, I'll break it through the rest of that. Right, at the beginning of the movie, when the Spear of Destiny is found, what is it covered with? What is it what? Covered with. What is it covered with? Newspaper? Flag. Do you remember any more? Oh, a flag. Is it covered with the flag in Mexico? With a flag? I don't remember. Nazi flag. Oh, shocking. All right, to get into Papa Midnight's Club, one must physically tell what is on the card held up by the bouncer. The first time Constantine goes to the card uh, club, what is on the card? Bird on a wire? Two frogs on a bench. Frogs on a bench. Uh, so the cards are tarot cards and Midnight's way of making sure that only supernatural enter his place. The second time Constantine tries to get in, he gets the card right, but the bouncer says he's wrong. Constantine knocks him out with a single punch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the U.S. city in the majority of those... Sorry, the U.S. city is the majority of this movie set in. Sorry, what U.S. city? L.A. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of the twin who kills herself? Isabel. Yep. Yeah, Isabel uh, ends up jumping off the top of the hospital building and killing herself so she can't handle everything she sees and having no one believe her, especially her own twin sister. So uh, her sister used to do the same thing but lies about it so everyone thinks Isabel is crazy and obviously not her. Uh, when Constantine commits suicide, he is dead for how long? Two minutes. That's right. Uh, so Constantine commits suicide because he no longer wants to have to deal with the visions of demons and half-breeds. <clears throat> he also doesn't want to deal with his with the treatments his parents put him through. After informing Angela of his suicide, he tells her two minutes in hell is a lifetime, as the title of the quiz implies. <laughs> Keanu Reeves plays... Yeah, okay, blah, 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 right. Uh, which, which disease does Constantine have that is killing him? Terminal lung cancer. Yeah, that's right. So... Uh, when Gabriel tells Constantine why he's going to die and go to hell, Gabriel says, you're going to die because, because you, you smoke 30 pack or a pack a day uh, here and because of the life you took. Uh, pretty much, yeah. So he says, you're going to die because um, you smoke 30 cigarettes a day since you were 15 and you're going to hell because of the life you took. Yeah, so... When Constantine goes to Midnight's Bar for the first time, what is shown? Oh, this is the same question. What Stupid. is shown? Oh, on the card. Oh, on the card. Yeah, yeah, it's the same question. Uh, okay, when Satan says the sacrifice as Constantine rises to heaven, what is he referring to? Constantine made a deal, and he said he wanted Isabel's soul released from hell in exchange for his own. Um, oh, it says he had given up his extended life so Isabel can go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, what does Baltazar always roll over on his knuckles? Some fancy coin. Yes, coin, yeah. Uh, uh, the coin is not from present day, so antique, yeah. Uh, when Constantine asks for a mirror, he says it has to be a certain length. How high, at least, does a mirror have to be? I don't remember. I don't remember because I always skip over that first scene because that first exorcism really freaks me out. Three feet. Uh, this is the length required by the laws of physics to reflect the entire length of a person through six foot tall. Uh, the only person, the only person needs a mirror half the height of a person being reflected. No doubt, Constantine rounded the number up to make sure the entire demon was trapped in the mirror. So, uh, what item belonging to Angela's twin sister did Constantine use to see if his sister was in hell? Her hospital bracelet. No, that's what he brought back. He used a cat. Oh, okay. Uh, cats are good, half in, half out. So, uh, right, okay. Which actor plays Baltazar? Oh, Gavin Rosdale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is on the card? Constantine is shown at the front door the second time he goes to Midnight's Bar. So this is, I think, what you said. The two birds on a wire. A bird, a bird on a ladder. Oh, bird on a ladder. And then the other one is like a frog in a dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of the following, which is not something that Beeman gave to Constantine in exchange for the can, when which, when tipped upside down, moves like a cow? Which of the following is not something? 
You would have to give me the list for me to tell yeah, you. Yeah, no, 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 no. Dragon, yeah, no. He gave him Dragon's Breath, Cough Syrup, uh, the Screamer Beetle. Okay, so that, that, unfortunately, this question doesn't actually give me a list, which is, uh, I'll skip over it anyway. It says Constantine receives all of these things except the robe to be used for exorcism. Oh, okay, this is a stupid question. All right, anyway, who is trying to hand Earth over to the son of the devil? Who is trying to hand over? Hand over, hand Earth over to the son of the devil. Oh, Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel uses the excuse that he is helping mankind be, um, become worthy of God's love by bringing hell to earth. If he helps the son of the devil uh, bring hell to earth, the people of earth will have to work harder to resist temptation. Jealous-ass yeah. angel. <laughs> well, what does Constantine do or say to Lucifer as he is being brought up to heaven? Flicks him off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Constantine sacrificed himself to bring Isabel's soul from heaven. Uh, from hell into heaven and self-sacrifice automatically gets you into heaven lucifer is seriously angry when he realizes he won't get to take constantine to hell so, yeah uh what is the name of the priest who drowns himself in alcohol Gee, okay first of all this this always cracked me up because like the priest was an alcoholic but he is also named after alcohol he was the father hennessy yeah yeah <laughs> That must have been a joke. Like uh, Father Hennessy helps Constantine with his search to get rid of, um, to get to help rid mankind of demons and such. Uh, all right. I uh, love that what... guy, that actor, by the way, Pruitt. Um, and he he actually like the way that his eyes uh, move. That is mm -hmm. a natural thing. Like he has a, it's a disorder called uh, nystagmus where you have um, uncontrolled eye movement so it's always really creepy to me like when he plays roles like this because the way that he moves his eyes when he's looking through all of those newspapers to try to find a story that's just his his eyes naturally do that that's not like him trying to do that <laughs> uh what is the name of constant's friend who lives in the bowling alley beeman yeah beeman seems to have some sort of to be some sort of historian at the beginning of the movie he brings constantine <clears throat> items that help destroy demons it is also mentioned that beeman likes bugs baltazar kills beeman when he finds out he's helping constantine constantine helps uh, sorry constantine finds him dead at the table covered in bugs oh. and that is the end of my questions other than that i think it was although there's 23 there there's actually only 22 because for some reason this website didn't give me the list for those questions i think i did pretty well yeah i think you, you actually did get most of them i didn't actually count what you got right or what wrong so <laughs> um so now we'll talk about the actual movie itself yes so. 2005 this came out crazy wow, 2005 like i you know i think watching it recently uh this was the first time that i rewatched this film and it felt kind of dated up until um, maybe like a few years ago it didn't seem like it, i mean it seemed like it had aged pretty well but this last time i watched it i was like mm, this maybe not so much so release date was actually yeah, february 18th 2005 in america Run, Happy run Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that, oh, okay, that's your Valentine's Day. Um, uh, Runtime is 121 minutes. Uh, budget of it's roughly 100 mil uh, US dollars, and it made 230 mil. That's a pretty good return. I mean, there's a lot of special effects and Keanu's salary. So I'm yeah, sure that... Keanu's salary coming off the Matrix was probably hella high. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's probably why he got this too. So, yeah. uh, but I think that's pretty good though. You're like just more than double their money. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, I'll read these bits or do you want, I'll give it a go. I'll give names a go. Uh, based on John Constantine character from DC Comics by Alan Moore, uh, Stephen R. Bissett, I think. Uh, Rick Wycheck and John Tottleman. Oh, yeah. uh, all right, this movie is written by Kevin Broadbin and Frank Capello, directed by Francis Lawrence. It obviously stars a lot of people we've actually kind of mentioned already, but Keanu Reeves, Rachel Weisz, uh, Shia LaBeouf, Tilda Swanson, Pruitt Taylor Vince. Uh, don't know how to say that name. And, uh, yeah, there you go. Gavin Rossdale and Peter Stormare. So, well, there we go. Do you want to give a summary? Yeah, so summary for this one. Super super simple <laughs> in 
supernatural exorcist and demonologist, John Constantine, helps a policewoman prove that her sister's suicide was something more. I mean, that, that was the IMDb summary. We just <laughs> went with uh, the very brief summary there, uh, rather than um, <clears throat> both of us. Yeah, trying to explain it. <laughs> Ad-libbing, as we sometimes <laughs> do. So, what's your overall thoughts then on this movie? I guess, like you say, you just, well, you kind of <clears throat> alluded to it a minute ago, now versus then as well. Yeah, so basically, like, when this movie came out, I loved this movie. And I know, like, a lot of comic book nerds were super upset because this version of Constantine doesn't look anything like the version of Constantine in the comics. But I had never read a Constantine comic in 2005, so I had no idea, you know, what to expect with with Keanu taking over the role. So looking at the film just as an independent kind of thing, not necessarily coming from the comic background, I really enjoyed Constantine. Constantine is one of those movies that it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't put it in like a top five or top 10 favorite, but it's definitely a movie that is highly rewatchable to me. Um, I really like, I don't know, stoic Keanu Reeves to me played the part of a jaded demonologist quite well. Like I can't imagine that a character like that would be really jovial and happy and, you know, cracking jokes mm, yeah. all the time so i really thought that his the demure way that he played the the character fit the theme um but i also really like this movie because it had so many big names for the time right like you had jaiman hansu who was coming off gladiator you had tilda swinton who was on her up up and coming like rise uh peter stormare who coming off armageddon um everybody loved the crazy russian in armageddon so it like this film was just like littered with great actors and it was kind of like this ensemble cast that you didn't expect right um and it just the supernatural elements were great the seriousness of like what was at stake felt like it fit the theme of the film um, and I just thought a lot of the elements that they put together here worked really well. Um, but again, that's taking it completely out of the context of comics. So I have no idea what this movie feels like to people that were fans of the character John Constantine prior to the film. But me looking at this movie as just a horror movie that happened to be DC, um, I really enjoyed it. I, I to be honest... <laughs> I watched it obviously before we recorded and I do not remember the last time I watched it. I can't remember. I don't think I rewatched it that many times, but I, I have enjoyed it. Like even when, <clears throat> so there were some films, like I remember the original Hellboy. I must've rewatched that like 20 times and there's loads of the Marvel movies. I've rewatched loads. I don't think this is one that I gave a serious amount of rewatching, but I've always really enjoyed it. And when I rewatched it um, today, I don't think it necessarily aged that badly. I, Kind of was amused at Shia LaBeouf because obviously Hollywood loved Shia LaBeouf back then. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with Shia LaBeouf. I think he probably had some mental health problems. And yeah, he went, really but, needs to get a shit together. Like, yeah, I think. Well, I think I saw a recent interview with him uh, actually, and he did seem like he'd realised that. Uh, so this is before his problems, and um, and I do hope if there is a sequel that he he does come back. I do hope that people are able to if he's. If he's been able to sort himself out, I hope that people. Yeah, will be able and this to was right before he got Transformers, so it was yeah, like yeah. right before his meteoric rise. Yeah. So <clears throat> overall, no, I really enjoyed it. I think it was. So this is the weird thing. I probably maybe like read one Constantine comic in my life. Most of my familiarity came with Constantine a little bit later on when he had his TV show. Was it Matt Ryan? Yeah. Um, oh, what channel was that on in America? NBC. Yeah. Um, so I watched that one season show, which I actually I really enjoyed. Um, I loved it when they brought him over to Arrow. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I felt that they kind of killed the character when they put him on Legends of Tomorrow because Legends <laughs> of Tomorrow was an awful show. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is my connection with Constantine has only really been TV or movie-based. I have I don't have the context of reading what it was like as, in the comics. And that is, I know, as a comic fan, I, I know I should read Hellblazer, and I'm sure loads of combat fans are like what you've never read hellblazer no i've never read hellblazer and i should so um 
anyway, so I, I, I think the movie's done really well. I think it was structured really well. I think that I don't think it's aged that badly. I think some of the special effects, even back in 2005, were really good. Yeah. So I, I walked into it back then and now still enjoying the film. So would have liked it if they'd have probably made him an Englishman, but but they didn't. So yeah. uh, Listen, Keanu Reeves had his chance to have that British accent when he did Bram Stoker's Dracula, and it was freaking awful. And so I'm super glad that they told him, look, dude, just be American. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> so anyway do you have a favorite character i do uh my favorite favorite character even though he is only in it for a very small portion my favorite character is 100 satan um <laughs> peter stormare to me is just so funny i love him in everything that he is in I'll and for it. like the 10 minutes that he was in the film he just kind of like stole the show like you just couldn't help but focus on him for the entire sequence that he was there and like just the way he is so spiteful about wanting john constantine's soul for himself the fact that he cured his lung cancer so that john would keep living and he's like i'm gonna give you another chance to come to hell because i trust <laughs> that you're gonna mess something else up and i'm gonna see yes real soon anyway uh so i just i loved his character i loved how <clears throat> how quirky and like weird this version of Satan was, um, and I thought that Peter Stormare played it to perfection. I, I, he's uh, there's two roles I really love him in Armageddon when he's on the space shuttle, uh, sorry, <laughs> on the space station, uh, uh Russian astronaut, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but in Prison Break as well when he plays the gangster. Have you seen Prison Break? I have not. I mean, I know what it is, but I have not watched all of the seasons. He's in the first season, and I think some of the second season um but he leaves apparently behind the scenes he'd ask for more money and they said no so he obviously is quite a big star and he felt like he should be given some money i think to uh cover his status and i i believe they said no anyway that's why i read at the time but no he was really good no i love i love that actor. i think he's really good no i'm i don't know like it's quite an obvious thing to say constantine is your favorite character i would say I do think Keanu is pretty pretty good in everything that he's in. Um, I think he generally covers every movie, sorry, carries every movie that he's in. I I love some of the voiceover stuff that he does, especially towards the end. And um, he, he handles comedy and action very well. Um, I don't know. I think I think really he did carry this whole movie, and I, I'm quite excited to see a sequel. So I did also think there were some other good supporting cast in there as well obviously yeah, gabriel Swanson. was my second favorite character uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, tilda yeah. swinton is Swinton's, yeah. so so good so good um you talked about obviously we've talked about sequel now there's a mid-credits sequence where shia labeouf becomes an angel i don't know much about constantine to be able to say where i think this is going to go but i think had a sequel happened back then it would have been very insular to the Constantine world. Yeah. Now I think if they're pulling it into the DCEU. I think they have I'll, to make it broad. I think that, that I think you'll definitely see some sort of Doctor Fate appearance. That would be a logical one for me to have in there. Is there is there anything you think a sequel might come up? I think if if they're going I mean the fact that they're doing one now within the framework of the DCEU, it makes me think that they have to be putting together a Justice League Dark. They have mm. to be. Yeah. And that Justice League Dark is just going to center around Constantine. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if we end up seeing Boston Brand or Swamp Thing or Zatanna. Like, I think it could be very possible that they start bringing in other actual supporting characters instead of like, because in this film, they're very removed from the comics, right? They're, they're telling a singular story about this cop and her sister and and how all of that plays out but i think if they're going to do the sequel it's going to have to bring in the characters that are connecting this story to the rest of the dceu so i think we're definitely going to see a lot more because i mean other than papa midnight like they killed off all of constantine's friends in this one so yeah. there is no more there is no more hennessy there is no more beeman balthazar is gone you know like all of all of those characters have been taken care of so it's like you you're gonna have to have a whole new cast pretty much to to make the sequel work and i think that has to be what they're the direction that they're gonna go 
I think I think I'd like it if they did bring Shia LaBeouf back, especially because of the mid-credit sequence, which Nero <clears> said <throat> she had realized there was one until about yeah. two seconds before. Literally, I've been watching this movie for 18 years and never once did I realize that there was a post-credit scene. Back then, post-credit sequences were very, very Rare. few and far, far yeah. between. Yeah, so it was quite. So the mid-credit sequence sets up Shia LaBeouf as an angel. Like Constantine goes over to his grave, puts his cigarette later down, then on the uh, the stone, gravestone, walk turns around, walks off, and suddenly we see Shia LaBeouf sitting on his gravestone and flies up in the air with his angel wings, mm-hmm. and that, that's literally it. So <laughs> to me, it felt like there was an idea of a sequel. Obviously, never happened. And now the new owners of Warner Brothers are like, actually, that wasn't a bad movie back then. Keanu Reeves still popular. Keanu I really think, though, off. Keanu was the driving force behind that because he was on someone's late night show and they asked him something and they were like, would you ever reprise your role as Constantine? He was like, yeah, I love that character. I would totally do that again. And then two weeks later, DC is like, we're doing a Constantine sequel. <laughs> you think they saw that was like, call him now. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, that's what I uh, think, too. I really uh, do. I think. Because because they had been set up to do the show on HBO Max. They had recast everything. They had a whole new Constantine. It was going to be played by uh, Siop, uh, the guy who was in Gangs of London. Like, that was in the works. And then when they announced a sequel, they decided to nix that series from HBO Max altogether. I think... I think... I'm quite pleased, really. I, I would prefer a more streamlined approach now. Marvel has taken a more streamlined approach now with its MCU uh, TV shows on Disney Plus and the movies and stuff. And I like the fact that they are all connected because mm-hmm. um, I would always find it quite frustrating watching the Netflix shows and seeing them allude to the Marvel Universe or Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. dancing around the Marvel Universe. And, you know, they kind of, even when they had Cloak and Dagger and all the other things, again, you know, they, they, they'd sort of say they're all connected, but they weren't really. We know they weren't. You know, we could tell obviously they were run by different management. There's obviously the TV management, the Marvel, and the movie management. And with DC, there seems to be multiple managements within. You know, yeah. you know, we've got the CW, we've got this, we've got that, and like, and, and they tried to set it up. They tried to handle it quite well as they could during DC, uh, the CW's Infinite Crisis, where they kind of implied that there's all different Earths out there, and you know, yeah. that's and that's the kind of their way of covering it. And I think the new Flashpoint was going to kind of cover that too by bringing back Michael Keaton and having the Constantine TV show as like another Earth, so to speak. I'm glad that they've scrapped that. I, I actually, as a fan, a comic book fan, I like the linkages. I like shared universes. I think, you know, even like I said about Power a minute ago, I like the fact that Tommy showed up in Ghost and, you know, I... I, I I like that stuff. That's kind yeah. of. I, I've always been a fan of shared universes, but when they're structured well, so when when like yeah, <laughs> uh, I think Marvel now is doing it. They they weren't when like they were selling off rights to Netflix and you know all this kind of stuff, and the the ideas were there, but it wasn't that. But I think now they're trying to do it well. But the I honestly thing, think that that was like a mistake on Marvel's part. I don't think that they were expecting those Netflix shows to be as big as they were i thought that they thought that this will be another source of income we can put that over there on netflix netflix can do whatever and we'll focus on all of this stuff and then it turned out daredevil especially was just so phenomenally done that marvel couldn't ignore the success of those shows anymore so then they had to reincorporate it yeah Definitely. So I, I'm glad that the Constantine TV show is scrapped and I'm glad that they actually, I'm not necessarily saying that this was the way to go, but I love Keanu and I thought this was a good good enough movie that why not bring up a sequel and incorporate it? And actually this would almost make this the first ever DCEU film, but we just obviously never realised it. So, <laughs> like, yeah, kind of uh, like Blade is the first Marvel film. Well, no, yeah, but that's not part of the MCU though, is it, Blade? No. Right. Well, this one, this first Constantine film wasn't either. No, no, but now if they make number two and it's a direct sequel, but then it's in the DCEU, this yeah. would be the first ever DCEU movie. And obviously that wasn't planned. I guess yeah. like Man of Steel was never planned to launch a shared universe, but it did. And yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I don't know where a sequel goes story-wise. I just looking for i'm looking forward to seeing what they do i just hope they don't mess it up yeah that, i mean i'm always... hoping i'm hoping 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 for justice league dark uh we'll see yeah yeah so um what are your thoughts on the structure of the movie um i really thought that it's it's paced pretty well i kind of like 
well kind of i actually really love the blind open where it's just like suddenly we're in mexico and some dude finds a thing and then all of a sudden he gets hit by a car and he's like immortal and then it's kind of like okay so we got this immortal dude that finds this thing and some shit's about to go down uh so i really just kind of like how they jump you right into the story there's no build up there's no introduction of characters like we we get the spear of destiny at the very beginning and then it jumps straight from the spear of destiny to constantine performing an exorcism so they don't waste time with exposition and all of that stuff and getting you familiar with the characters they literally just dump you in the middle of all of this action already so i really love how the film kind of hits the ground running and then it just keeps that pace throughout the entire film um i loved and i think this is like a product of the times like i just kind of loved that this was dark like bad things happen um the characters have like miserable shitty lives it's it was not trying to be pretty it was not trying to be something that it wasn't it was kind of like it was dark and it was scary um but at the same time it's like they're trying to make it work for them anyway you know as opposed to like this woe is me there's nothing i can do yada 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 so like as for me with especially with constantine's character like as jaded as he is with what he does he is still very concerned with what happens to his soul when he dies and so him struggling throughout the whole film like literally trying to buy his way into heaven um i think that that is a really nice theme that they carry throughout the whole thing um so i just think it was to me it was done really well like at the time i remember i loved this movie and i still really really like this movie 18 years later yeah i think for me it kind of i know they're very separate but it reminded me a lot of the first blade and i know that they're, they're yes. not they're not that similar but it kind of but it's the same vibe like it's the, yeah, same... It's the same vibe i yeah. think it's the same i don't know like i get and this is actually something where we've said this before about I guess coming back to this whole shared universe thing, think about the mummy movie with Tom Cruise, like how they wanted to create this dark, gritty movie, but they also wanted to start their own shared monster universe. So right. they just threw everything at it rather than actually what we've said sometimes. Why don't you just concentrate on making a good movie? Yes. Like, and, and yeah, okay. If you one thing. Be, yeah. And if you want to make a shared universe from that movie, if that was your plan, maybe just have a tiny cameo. Just right. like maybe, maybe like even in the mid credits, like you know, look at the first Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr., where where uh, Samuel Jackson comes in on the mid credit yeah. sequence, and that was brilliant. Like that, that actually, what they did was yeah, because at really the time, good... none of us knew who the hell Nick Fury was. Yeah, well, I mean, comic film fans, well, I, I knew, and um, so I, but also when he's like, oh, they're the Avengers Initiative, I was like, no way, I was like, I was like, what. And, uh, and then obviously the Hulk came out that same year and, and Robert Downey Jr. showed up in the Hulk at the end as well. So, but with this movie, like obviously they never knew about shared universe. Back then shared universes weren't really a thing. Yeah. So what they did was they probably didn't even necessarily think, is this going to get a sequel? They just went and made a good standalone movie. Yeah. And there was a lot of standalone movies back then. Blade was obviously one of the, the rarities, but we had a lot of standalone films. Um, I know, I know there's several Batmans and Supermans and, mm -hmm. and obviously Spider-Mans as well with Tom, uh, Toby Maguire. But they, but other than that, they were a lot of just standalone movies. So they just went in and made a really good standalone movie. Yeah. I think, like you said, they carried a good uh, story arc throughout mm -hmm. for Rachel Wise's character and Fiona Keanu's character. So Rachel Wise obviously trying to understand her visions, mm -hmm. her sister's visions, her sister's death, and and sort of you know. Uh, I think they tied that up quite well. They also gave Shia Buse character quite a nice story arc from The Apprentice. Now, actually, you know, 18 years later, we've realised actually to, to becoming an angel, which we never realised yeah. about that. Um, uh, you know, even Keanu's character, his, you know, his burden of, of his guilt and his sins and, mm -hmm. and the things he's done and actually that he's so desperate for eternal life in heaven. And actually, I think it's quite, quite um, profound, his whole two minutes in hell is actually like a lifetime and yeah. I, i'll be honest you know as a christian myself i don't want two minutes in hell nope. so sure don't. Uh, like, i don't want any time there and um so uh obviously you know 
obviously I'm not trying to preach now, but it's obviously something to, to bear in mind. <laughs> so um, I, I, I do think that was a really good character journey for the main, the, those were the sort of the three constant characters throughout the movie. And I think yeah. they had good, good character journeys that were not kind of brushed under the carpet in a big fight scene. And you kind of forgot about the, the character development at the end. Yeah. The, the character development still happened with the big fight scene um, at the end. So I think the writing credits, uh, you know, they did really well, basically. And even the CGI, I don't think it's aged that badly. I think No, it hasn't. It hasn't. Right. I think it's just more like the the overall look and feel of it nowadays compared to, you know, the kind of films that we get now. It just Actually, that's so- a nice segue there. That's your your next question. How does it compare to more recent combat movies? I that's the thing. Like it to me, it feels like one of those I don't want to say like classics, but it feels mm. like it's still in a category by itself you know what i mean it it to me this constantine 2005 this is a standalone film they wrapped up the story there is an ending the characters have their redemption and it's like we're done we are done with this right like yes some people survived so there is room for them to show up again but at the same time it was it was all wrapped up nice in a box with a bow and everything so it didn't leave you expecting more it didn't leave you wanting more um and so i think that that is one of the unique features about films that happened before iron man so pre-2010 right those films had the liberty to tell a singular story to tell it well and then be done with it and if they got a sequel great but if they didn't you didn't feel like you were missing out on anything and I don't think that the superhero films or the comic book films that are coming out nowadays have the same luxury. I think so many more people are now invested in the comic world that they expect there to be those Easter eggs, those, you know, those little nods, those winks to something bigger, something else that's happening down the line. So I just think that the films nowadays don't have the luxury of being a singular standalone film. Like, all of the films that come out now, they are prepped for two, three, four, five, you know, like multiple, multiple features to come out after them. And so I uh, think that that's why this film that. to me, like, is just so, I mean, it stands out like to, for that reason, because this is a comic book film. This is, it told a story. It wrapped up its story in its first film. And then for 18 years, we heard nothing from hmm you know from this film and now all of a sudden there's there's talk about a sequel i think it's a clever move to to bring in a sequel based off this film yeah i mean i mean it's not the only film franchise to have sequels 20 years later so um what's that eddie murphy film um Oh, coming to America. Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wasn't that like 20, 30 years later as well? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not the only franchise to ever have a sequel so many years later. But yeah, like you say, a lot of comic book movies nowadays are, are so heavily linked. Yeah. And actually, you're disappointed when they're not linked cleverly. So, right. you know, we, we have reached a whole new stage, I think, ex- in the expectation. comic storytelling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, like, you can't, you could not make this film today. You could not make this first Constantine film today because it would flop. I think they could only make it, they could have the same movie as long as they probably, like you say, edited in to incorporate maybe like a guest appearance or two by. Right. You would have to have another franchise head in this film if you made it today. Like, that's why I'm saying I think that this sequel that they're doing, it's going to have to have another franchise head in it. Whether that's Black Adam, whether that's bringing in like Swamp Thing or somebody, a big name like that. Or even if you bring in someone like on the periphery like if you bring in a shazam or something like that this film the sequel is going to have to step into that big like playground like you're going to have to bring in someone else otherwise no one is going to care yeah uh let's move into uh ratings how would you rate this film out of five honestly Back this film fives. still gets a five yeah do you know i'd give this five i think it stands out well i think it's aged really well yeah it does it doesn't look it's not cheesy there's no cheesy script and it's an eternal story like you can tell this story in 100 years and it would still make sense right like it's the story itself is not ever going to age Mm -hmm. um so five out of fives all round (laughs) so 
it's a very I think that's rare a first, occurrence. like where we give fives, like, and we both like agree. <laughs> oh no, I think no, I think we've done it before. We did it on the second Suicide Squad film, I think. Um, I can't remember what else now. Um, it might have happened before. Peacekeeper TV series, maybe. Oh, Peacekeeper. Now that that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our next episode, we are back next week with. Uh, there's not much more spooky Halloween season. Left. Yeah, not much of Halloween left, but we're gonna yeah. come back with, as we said, a comic book movie. 30 Days of Night we're going to hit up. By the way, there is no order to our films. No, like we, none at all. We have, a, we have a list now of the superior... Well, I've written a list. and um, uh, But yeah, we kind of... Like I say, we're going to spice it up a little bit. 30 Days of Night is next week. And so you can follow us on social media. We're Geeks on Niche, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And come say hi. And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. We are everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. Um, have a good week. Good journey.